You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Um, Adam speaking, joined by Peter. Hello, hello. All right, Pete. Man, we got some good ones this week. The Rock, Will Harris, Mike Baker. Mike Baker is a staple. A staple of the Joe Rogan experience love that guy i'm really surprised in some ways that the rock came on i mean i know rogan has met him a bunch of times at the ufc and maybe other places but talked a little shit um, about him yeah there was like a bit of controversy when that mashup video of rogan saying the n-word came out and you know the rock was like oh i don't know i have to figure this out but i'm glad he came around and we got him on i mean what an absolute legend wasn't there some I mean, controversy that's... as well with like his Rogan was calling him out for probably being on some heavy steroids? Oh yeah, Rogan definitely said that. But I mean, <laughs> come on, like what's what's the Rock gonna get mad at everyone that thinks he's on steroids? That's, that's like, why he's he so cool. Think he's on steroids. That's why he's so cool. How, he let it go. How yeah? How old is the Rock? 50? The Rock's not young. 56? You can't be that big. And the rock age. Fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah. You can't be fifty one and be that jacked without a little something something. Bless him for and it. And fair play to him. Yeah. yeah, fair play to him. Why not? Like what's the alternative? Just like slowly get fat and more tired and skinny? No. It's like no. No. He's got the best stuff. Prey has like his own pharmacist working for him. I would like that. I, I would I do, do it, it too. I mean, so yeah, I would do it, so I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. There's no way. I'm just jealous. I'm going to. Jealous that. Yeah. Fix I won't be as big and as strong as The Rock is at 51 ever in my life. <laughs> I'm like, ah, shit. I'm trying to get my anyway, dad on love that, that stuff. <laughs> it's a good idea. I think people should, and we should take a bit of the stigma out of it to some degree. It was dope that they all worked out. Um to start with, so Shane Gillis, Tony Hinchcliffe, Rogan, The Rock, a couple of other people, I think, uh, all worked out together, and Rogan's obviously getting some of his friends into working out that don't do it, which is always a great idea, um, so solid that he's putting that time in, <clears throat> and then they did the cold plunge, which The Rock has never done, and he just crushed it, of course, of course. he was like, bring it, he's Samoan, and black, he can do anything, yeah, he, he's not, he's not scared of nothing, <laughs> Let's be honest. He's in. Yeah. First cold plunge. He's addicted now, though, for sure. I guarantee. He bought, like, the, the, the top of the top of the line, extra, extra large cold plunge. You'd have to get the extra large. Yeah. There's going to be some great Instagrams of him uh, dunking soon. It's, it's really cool that more people are doing that now, actually. And you know what? People out there, you can get one set up for, well, <clears throat> for one, you can do one for nothing. Just run a cold shower or a cold bath. It's the same thing. That's what I do. Now. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be thirty degrees. If you run the cold tap, it should be around fifty-five, sixty. 
especially you know, down the winter. In a really hot place. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And then you can buy those little tub ones. They're like almost inflatable. They're like seventy bucks. That's cheap. Just a little thing. Yeah. yeah. Just fill it up with the hose. Prolong your life. There. Some ice cubes. And you get used to it real quick. Everyone does. Everyone that I know that does it now hated it to start with, and now they don't even think about it. They just hop in. Hop in. Just get right in there. I've lived without hot All water, right. so it's easy. Yeah. Prolong your life. <laughs> Prolong it. Talking about hopefully prolonging our life, they jumped into we might be close to nuclear war. <laughs> Hold your babies <laughs> tight. <laughs> I know. I, I do not like how many people are suggesting this could be possible at the moment. Like, people are saying this is not impossible. I, uh, I mean, I don't even know what to think about it. We just have to not think about it. Number one, nothing we can do, right, as individuals. Can't do anything about that. Well, we can make ripples in our own community. Mm-hmm. Be nice. I don't know what else to do. And hope and hope somehow that gets to Putin. Yeah, I, I don't think that screaming about it on Instagram is going to work. No, I don't think so. No nukes, no yeah. nukes. Putin's like, oh, I just saw that on Instagram today. I, and that was good because I was going to nuke him today. Those lesbians don't want me to bomb anybody. Yeah, they don't. Good people. Good people, and they care. They do. But, yeah, just just that whole thing. And then, you know, once you hear that, followed up by The Rock talking about how one of the presidential parties came to him with all this data about how he could actually win. <laughs> Anybody. And there's a good chance. I'd vote for him I believe over Biden right now. A hundred percent. I'd vote for him over many people. But really, it's like we're on the verge of nuclear war and a cons- like a serious consideration to stop that and run the free world is a pro wrestler movie star. Yep. I prefer Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I'll take The Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Arnold 2.0. Yeah, he's, he's got some, uh, he's got great charisma, handsome man. It was a slow pod to start, but it really picked up. I love, I, I, yeah. I love that this is a great podcast, honestly. Yeah, he was good on so podcast. Fun. He's a good to- good listener, good talker. They really uh, broke down. They talked a little bit about, yeah, they did. They talked a little bit about the people of Maui, which I think is nice because with everything going on, man, did we forget about that pretty quickly. And I don't even think we were helping them all that much either. Seven, it didn't sound $700 like. per person? And, one time payment and like that's what's that's gonna buy you nothing come on and then yeah i guess the the complaint is billions to ukraine and other other proxy wars and maybe a hundred million to maui or less i think i can't imagine they spent a hundred million but that's nothing those are american the, citizens. these are americans yeah american citizens come on what's going on it's the best place in the world I just don't really understand it. Like, they they know by not giving them money and helping them rebuild, it's going to look really bad for them. And they the government seems to be able to get a hold of a lot of money. So why, what is the thinking there? It boggles my mind. I, I have no idea, and it really hurts my feelings. Whatever that means yeah. or matters doesn't. Well, but, right, you're in New Mexico. Imagine if there was a giant fire there. Again, you're an American citizen. 
surrounded by American citizens, do you think they would do anything for, you know, Albuquerque? No, I don't think so. Probably not. So that so that means we're all susceptible to that, and that's something that needs to change because just because it didn't happen in your backyard, it's like, you know, these are these are your neighbors. There are horrendous wildfires here almost every other year. And mm-hmm. luckily, it's just in the wild. We're not in any close proximity to houses. California is a different story. That that stuff did burn to the ground five or six years ago. And I don't think they helped. Yeah, they when it gets into the hills, they didn't help them much either. From what from what I can remember, insurance companies no, were balking. Yep. Where was the government? Joe then? knows a lot about this. I think he was uh, when those fires came. He was evacuated from his house a few times, and I. Pretty sure his like fence and his chicken coop burnt down. Holy so shit. it was close. That's close as yeah, hell. Yeah, it was close to his house. And there's just nothing you can do. They just say, get out. We can't put these fires out. So just escape. And I think that plus the COVID stuff, I mean, eventually it just wore him down. And he's like, what are we doing? Like He's just a guy like everybody else wants to protect his family, has the means to move, mm-hmm. and he has. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, again... Billions to Ukraine. And I'm not saying I'm anti whatever's going on over there. I don't have much of an opinion, but when we're just thinking about these huge chunks of money, it's like I I just don't understand the allocation of it and and where it's. It doesn't seem like it's for the benefit of the people. It doesn't make sense at all. Some big corporations and Lockheed Martin and God knows who else. And we've kind of forgotten a little bit about Ukraine now with the um Hamas Israel thing. It's like, oh, switch gears. Mm-hmm. We got a new thing to be concerned about. They're so so good. And I say they like it's a conspiracy, but like just the things that are happening, it's like, you know, it's the media maybe. They they're just so good at like making us worry and face the new thing. They're like, "Oh, this is what you should be talking about." And when it all dies down and it's boring, they're gonna have another like Johnny Depp court case right. just to keep us busy. <laughs> what side of the bed <laughs> is she gonna poop on next? That's it. Well, we we're running out of uh, COVID steam at that time. It just wasn't getting the same clicks. People were sick of it, so they were like, "All right, celebrity gossip. Here we go." I'm a sucker for it, though. To be honest, <clears throat> but I know I even watched the documentary on Netflix. Was wild. Have have you picked a side? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pro Johnny Depp. But Amber Heard, dude, you can't be you can't be (laughs) pooping in. Yeah, she's hot, but as soon as you heard she pooed in someone's bed, it's a it's a little less hot. That's a special kind of crazy. Yeah, you got to you got to draw the line with poop. Speaking of celebrity gossip, I could hear The Rock talk about his old days of wrestling every every pod every podcast. Oh yeah. For hours. Yeah. Anytime that com- pops on the, the podcast, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite one. Well, it's so interesting because, like, you know it's all scripted or whatever, and they, like, have people that lose, have people that win, but then you hear behind the scenes, it's all based on what the fans are leaning towards. Right. And you got Vince McMahon. He's like, hey, dude, I don't know what happened. We were making you a good guy, and for whatever reason, people now hate you, and probably it was racial shit. And he's like, we're just going to make you a bad guy until somehow you win them over again. And the whole time, The Rock's like, okay, just keep doing my best. Yeah, he was doing just what he was told. And He's been mm-hmm. a good boy. Yeah. 
and he put the time in and then you know eventually just kind of worked it back to being the biggest thing out there when, when I he s- has some legendary matches too oh yeah i mean mind-blowing stuff he, his career when he turned heel when he turned a bad guy was when i started watching when I, like mm-hmm. mid 90s i think I think, yeah, something like that. Late, mm-hmm. That was. <clears throat> the, I only knew the People's Champion. I didn't. I didn't know him as a good guy because you know this was before my time. Yeah, but all the things he was talking about was really connected with me. I just, I just loved, loved hearing about that old, <laughs> the old days. It's so good, right? What a career! Like, what a thing! I'm surprised he doesn't have more permanent injuries. He seems to have come out of it fairly unscathed. Oh, he's built for war. But all those guys are ginormous. Oh, they no, all he's... got addicted to pills, and oh, their knees and shoulders are all blown out. And I'm sure he's. I'm see, sure they... if he stops working out, he just starts getting achy. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, just how hard they work them. They're on the road like 300 days a year or something insane. They've kind of always done it like that. Yeah. You gotta just wonder how do you even have time to recover? Well, I think The Rock is lucky because he didn't get heavy into alcohol like Jake the Snake and big time into co- big time into cocaine like oh yeah um what's his name Macho Man Randy Savage or every mm-hmm. all those guys turned to drugs it seems yeah so it seems mm-hmm. like he kind of led a clean life that that kept him uh f- free Healthy. of those kind of degenerative injuries and let him heal better yeah, you- it's, it seems like you have to do it that way because it, that's about as physically intense as I think it'd get. You've got to keep your machine running at, like, perfect, you know, condition. Also, his his dad was in the, in the game. Yep. Rocky. And I believe yep. his mother was also a female wrestler. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but his mother's a Samoan. So those people are not – I'm not – I'm 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 into attributes. We all have attributes genetically, and they have some incredible strength building and longevity with their muscles and huge people. Mm. Strong, strong, strong. These are positive stereotypes. Positive, the good ones. Yeah, we only do those on this show. Yes, sir. Just to be clear, <laughs> so we don't get canceled. That'd be messed up. Well, what about the Rock saying that at some point he was thinking of going over to Pride? Because he just wasn't getting paid a lot for the WWE. And he was like, all right, I don't know how to fight at that level, but I'm an athlete. He's coachable. I think I could, f- yeah, I could figure it out. Man, I would have loved to have seen The Rock in Can you imagine Pride. that? What, you know, I heard, I, I saw something where, what if we were lived in an alternate universe where we had The Rock instead of Brock Lesnar that transitioned over to Pride? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Brock Lesnar actually had some real more practical training as a wrestler. He won every match he'd ever had as a wrestler. Pretty much. At- yeah, he was he was a very good wrestler. Um, and that was really the shortcoming. He was a bit older ah. and then went over to MMA. So, like, his striking was just not as well-developed. Um, and, he, you know, I, I think he also really relied on his wrestling a lot. Yeah, he did. If you take Francis Ngannou, he started late, too. Gotcha. Um, but he's just been so he, you know he didn't fall back on one particular thing. I mean, I believe he was his just dad good was a boxer. Punching. His dad was a boxer. Ingano. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He had that down really well, and 
you know, he's obviously developed his wrestling <coughs> a lot. But <coughs> Rock's, uh, I mean, uh, Brock's, Brock Lesnar's striking just, it just didn't improve at a rate that he needed to to keep up with, like, the biggest guys. But saying that, you can't take a lot away from him. He still smashed through everybody in the uh, heavyweight division for a certain period of time. I mean, he smashed them until until Obrahim outstruck outstruck him. Uh, originally it was Cain Velasquez. Oh. Cain took his belt. Well, you know, and just, Cain, and just beat him up. As as Joe was saying, Cain was the best in his opinion. A healthy Cain is probably the best heavyweight we've seen. He's the, the best. Say. Yeah, he had too many injuries, but anyway, I think the Rock would have been dope over there. You know, and then going back to talking about Fedor being basically invincible at Pride and some of the other organizations. Fedor was just unstoppable. And to think of The Rock against Fedor at any period of time... That's scary. Yeah, that's one of the dopest things you can imagine. <laughs> let's, let's draw some so fan good. fiction. and. Uh... Well, there's just so many great fights that never got made. I hope that we have an AI system one day that it doesn't look like a video game and they can just put people against each other. All their stats, like, perfectly done. Also, the you know, a random element algorithm, so you never know what's going to happen. And you just get to watch, like, Bruce Lee versus Conor McGregor in their prime. That would have been sweet. Put Chuck, put Chuck <laughs> Norris in there. Watch everyone oh. lose. <laughs> yeah. The algorithm just doesn't work. He beats everyone. <laughs> doesn't matter who it is. Two grizzly bears just wins. <laughs> All right, let's... Let's uh, love The Rock. Legend, come back on The Rock. We want to see you again. Get some updates. Hear what you're up to. Um, He's doing good stuff. Let's jump over to, let's jump over to Will Harris. Um, and shit, I already forgot the name of his farm. It's what was the name uh, of his White farm? Oaks. Oh, oh. That's it, White Oaks. White Oaks. I loved it when this guy was on the first time, and I really like why Joe brought him on. He heard him first on Fox. And because Fox only does like, you know, two minute pieces or whatever. And this guy's like a very c careful thinker and speaker. And he speaks slowly and he's very precise. He, his message just didn't get out the way that Rogan wanted it to. He's an old timer and, for sure. Yeah. And he wanted to hear more. So he brings him on, gives him three hours to really break down this regenerative farming system that I think is so important for more people to hear about. And the fact that he's turning a profit and it works, even though it's hard, you yeah. know, <clears throat> because he has standards where he can't, he can't cut corners just to make a profit. He has to do it the right way, and um, it's more difficult, but it's so much better for the land, less pollution, higher quality animals. Um, the animals have a better life. Oh, for sure. A better death. For sure. Yep, no doubt. What did you think of that thing where they say imported meats from other countries get repackaged, and then the FDA says that's enough to label them label it American beef? It's, How does that make any it's sense? It's criminal. That's criminal in any other industry. Most other industries that would be prosecutable. You shut down. It's F F. What is it, the FDA? You said. Yeah, the FDA. They have they got a lot of blood on their hands and cancer on their hands. Those guys just Or is it is it the USDA? Maybe the USDA, USDA. does the meat. USDA. That's it. FDA food yeah. drug. 
USDA is what? I'm not quizzing you. Let's not quiz each no, other here. I don't know. Something <laughs> for food. But, you know, the other thing is there's so many protections for these massive factory farms. Like, they're, they're polluting the water with the industrial farming, and they can't get sued. And they have the, um, is it like ag grab laws or something? These, like, special laws where you can't go in and film the conditions of the animals. If you do and release it, you get in big trouble. And it's like, why would we not want to have a look at how our food is made? Like, why why would we hide this unless we have, like, some sort of holocaust of chickens going on? And we we, we just did have a holocaust of chickens go on with the with the uh, avian flu. They made every, every large farm kill all their birds. So... Well, that... Yeah. Yeah, they may have to do that though when the 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 types of conditions they have exist. Maybe we don't I want mean, them I, living like that, you know. I, I so there's a lot. He brings up so many good points, and his daughter was pretty eloquent as well, talking mm-hmm. about the change necessary, change needed. We all have to not be okay with the corners that are cut. It's a slippery slope. We we got to do better. We have to. Everybody right now, listening should stop eating fast food right now that stuff is poison and it's perpetuating the industry yeah you know what and i and if you want maybe a treat once a month then fine like go do it but just be just at least understand watch those weird videos on youtube where a mcdonald's a time lapse of a mcdonald's burger and it just does nothing it just they they run through a year and it just sits there on the desk looking a little bit drier. That guy had a had a burger for fourteen years and the receipts to prove <laughs> it and it was unchanged. What does that work like? What is that made of? <laughs> what is that? Like what? you can't. If a tree falls over, and that's just made of tree. How many things can eat trees? Not much. A tree will dissolve. Into the forest in about 14 Before years. that hamburger will ever will. Yeah. Probably probably some bear will find the hamburger, though, and eat it. Well, he's doing good work. Get diarrhea. Bless that old guy. He's, he, sounds, he sounds like you think a southern farmer would and should. He has one of the best voices, for sure. And he just wrote his new book. I can't remember if um, Joe asked him if he read for it. I don't think he did. Because Joe always likes when authors, you know, read for their own book and I think his voice would be perfect. It would be a very long audiobook <laughs> with the way he speaks. He's too chill. Colonel Sanders. Mhm. Uh, did you see his hairdo? Yeah. Not- I no, I didn't watch any video on it. What do you have? Oh, he had the the best hairdo ever for an old guy. He had completely bald except for a tuft right in the front. Slicked back. Oh, you gotta love it that. It looked intentional. He's still hanging on. He's still hanging on. What did he say that there was only four meat processing companies ultimately in the US? I didn't catch that part. Like that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it's all done by like four companies. So it's like Tyson, you know the big That's birds. Hormel maybe. Right. Probably. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those kind of monopolies are a little bit dangerous. I think scary. Too. I, I know there's that, a I know reason the lo- they don't let companies do monopolies like that. 
There's a good reason for it. Well, they, there's reasons why they shouldn't, but they are, what's the reason why they allow that? Because it seems like there is a monopoly on that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it just happens slowly in time until they get until they get kind of you know um, oh, I don't know what the word is Dissolved when they break them or... up. Yeah, they yeah something like that. They they just make them like split apart. Um, I it just happens slowly. I think that they just these companies as they make more and more profit, they buy up the smaller ones, and it's just it's just kind of how it starts to work. And then they have a lot of lobbyists too, so. It's just paying Congress to not do their job properly. But layers like, hey, I'll help. Yeah. I'll help you get elected again. You just have to not do your job. Big beef and represent the people. We don't big think about beef. big beef. We think about big oil. We don't think about that kind of lobbying. Oh, there's so much. Or I don't that anyway. Food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Joe changed his dog food out. He said that. What was he saying? He learned that. Um, Whatever this dry dog food shit was was garbage. Makes really. sense. Like like we're talking about the mm-hmm. hamburger, it never goes bad. You can have an open bag of dog food that doesn't get moldy, doesn't rot. Mm-hmm. Even it doesn't. It makes. I never thought about that. I'm gonna change my dog food too. Well, he said that his dog is doing great, so he just does like you know, you get some decent cheap ground beef. It doesn't have to be expensive components. Put some olive oil in there, probably. I mean, maybe this. I'm sure there's some good recipes online that aren't super expensive. It just takes a bit of time, but but along the same lines, if you can leave it out for four days and it does nothing, then it's probably not the right food that they should be eating. He he actually uses a a company. He uses a company that sends him dog food, and you have to freeze it, and it's you thaw it out and you feed it to the dog every day. Oh, yeah, that'd be even easier. Yeah, so, of course, he has the resources to do that. I used to cook Lulu, my old pug, food. Uh, I would do chicken and beets, quinoa. Ooh. And she was she was spoiled. Yeah, she was, you could affor- she deserved it. She could afford to do that when your dog weighs 12 pounds. But. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, if you've got, like, five pit bulls, this might be a lot harder to do. Just feed it the mailman at that it- point. <laughs> Yeah, just release it in a field and go, good luck. You can figure it out. Oh, you've been to New Mexico. That's it. <laughs> That's the Albuquerque What was he way. saying about the, the – also, he was saying that they have dogs on the farm that, like, protect the animals or the chickens. They, like, run around with the chickens. They don't eat the chickens, but it keeps, I guess, maybe some of the birds coyotes. away that would eat yeah, the chickens coyotes. and coyotes. Those are called okay. Anatolian shepherds typically – um, but there are other breeds that are good at that. They they they're born to herd and protect. And it's it, okay. it's ingrained. It's incredible. Are they the big ones, big fluffy ones? Uh, they have some like that. Anatolian shepherds have more like a, a German shepherd coat with a curly tail. Mm-hmm. I I forget what breed he said he had, but I'm sure he has mutts or something. He could probably afford the best. Yeah, no doubt. That's pretty cool though. Like sheepdogs, yeah, because oh. Well, often the solution is like, you know, well, a cheaper solution than dealing with dogs is to just cram them in a big warehouse and keep a roof on them and then no animals can get in. But like, that's not, it's not natural. Not at all. It causes its own problems. And instead of going down that avenue of like, what's the quick fix? Too many quick fixes and, and we're the ones that pay the price. The consumer that eats the shitty food 
is the one that can, you know, pay the price. Like, even with all the um, bald eagles they have there, it's beautiful to see, but they're eating a lot of the chickens. Well, that's still nature. Yeah. So you find a new way to deal with it that is more natural. You don't just say, oh, these bald eagles are a problem. Let's stick them inside. Or shoot all the eagles. Like, if you have a dog right. that scares the eagles away, that's better. Like, if you have a yep. if you have a dog that kills the coyotes that get close, the coyotes aren't going to come close. And they learn. No. They're dogs, too. They learn. They do a yep. great they job. Figure it out. And those dogs are 120 pounds. A coyote's 30 pounds, 40 pounds. They are going to... Really? They're that small? 30 to 50. In Montana, okay. they get a little that, bigger. Alaska, I'm, pretty, getting a bit sure. bigger. I'm not sure even sure they have them all over the place but they they vary in range in size yeah i mean a hundred pound dog's gonna fuck that coyote up though for sure oh yeah and it has a will that's to kill they're born and bred for that stuff and if they mm-hmm. can scare them away that's the deal get a stay away that's that's really all they're looking for yeah i want to finish up with mcdonald's transitioning from animal oils to vegetable oils in like the what was it, the early 90s? In 93, I think you said, something like that? Yeah, not even that long ago. I mean, you know, it's a good 30 years now, but it's not that long, and it was all because of a scare of the saturated fat bullshit that was just a lie. Fake. It was, yeah. And they, st- and they probably saved some money. I bet it's cheaper. He said it was, it was more expensive to switch, but now that they've switched, it's how can you go back from that? It's yeah. it's cheaper now. The the rapeseed oil, canola oil, is the is the culprit they use. They use that shit. Excuse me. Is it is that super cheap compared to animals? I think it has been driven. The cost has been driven down by those lobbyists we were talking about earlier. The co- oh, the costs okay. have been driven down to where they make money, and McDonald's pays less. Before that, and it's probably subsidized. Oh yeah, all our all our crops are subsidized now. All the mm. corn and ethanol, soybeans. Well, I hope new restaurants, when they open, start to add some of these standards back and make it, just make it a bit better. Like I th- we need to, we need to be talking. Like there's a lot of talk right now about seed oils. Like it's it's becoming pretty well known. It's also the same with like carbs. Like a lot of talk about carbs. Eat less sugar. Like. We're getting better information. We just have to stand behind it and be like, hey, yeah, this is really bad. And not to mention the carbs that are made from that oil. Like, there's oil that goes into this stuff. Mm-hmm. Made from the poisons. Make a poison with the poison. <sighs> Double and down. What are we supposed to do? Hey. All right, let's jump over to Mike Baker. We'll finish up with him. Good old CIA Mike Baker. Um, a real staple of the JRE um, gets right into it. Gaza, Hamas, Iran getting ten million, ten billion dollars. What the hell was that all about? Can't be good. I mean, when when Mike Baker is the first person that's telling me about this, I'm just like, what are we doing here? Bless him for it. Like, ha- yeah, glad he's on there. What are they thinking? Only spend this on, um, you know renewable energy and they're like sure we will as we just buy a bunch of tanks he made it make sense to me when he said that it's fungible and i'm like what's fungible what does that mean he it's like when you have twenty dollars in your pocket 
and someone gives you $20 on a credit card, you have $40 regardless of where it is. Mm-hmm. So now I can spend the money I have previously allocated for food for my people, if they ever did that, to missiles and guns, ammunition. Right. Yeah, no, that was a great way of explaining it. It's like, yeah, they can still stick to the original agreement so that they don't get in trouble for it. And then all the rest of that money, they're just like, all right, well, we don't need to spend that on this anymore. $10 billion, dude. That's too many it's billions. probably like a hundred times more than we um, sent to Maui. I was, and it goes to Iran. What about, <laughs> Something's wrong, dude. I'm not an accountant, but something is wrong here. What about those poor surfers over there in Maui? They need to mm-hmm. come on. Let's give them a little, yeah, a little need, cash. They need some new boards. Well, I've got a feeling that no matter what you send to Maui, they're not going to turn around, buy missiles, and shoot them at anyone. A good feeling about <laughs> Almost that. Almost guaranteed. Mahalo. Guaranteed. Guaranteed they're not going to do that. And then uh, China, obviously, gets over to the, the their prime minister. Do they call it prime minister or president of China? I think it's prime minister. Oh, they emperor for life, I think they call him. <laughs> yeah, emperor for life. He gets over to San Francisco. They clean that up in an hour and a half, which they haven't been able to do for a, a decade. Well done. And then John Kerry sits down and talks about climate stuff with the country that pollutes the most in the world. And I'm sure that they're like, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to work on this. They're 100% sounds like a good nodding idea. along with that. John Kerry, what a hack. Sure. Yeah, Excuse he's me. got such a hack. Do you think that he sits there like actually believing that he's going to be able to do something and they're taking him seriously? Just earning his million-dollar paycheck for nothing. Yeah. I just, I don't get how these guys become so delusional. But they, uh, everyone's kissing their ass all the time. So I was there once. just believe that you were delusional uh, and loving the environment. Oh, well, I still love the environment, but I, <laughs> there's no longer a party that is attached to the environment. If there's anybody, <sighs> it's somebody who's going to honor farmers' rights, hunters' rights, rainwater collecting. Yeah, it's at the local level. It's at the local level. Yeah. it's Well, it's like Will Harris. He, I'd say he's an environmentalist. He is. And he has a farm. Of course he is. Like a good one. Doing just, doing the right types of things. About, about the the um, climate analysis, the climate meeting, China will is on the, what does he say, producing five, uh, two coal factories a week? What did they say? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. How is it even possible? How, how is it? Well, you're good at making coal factories. Okay, I would say that. So all all the fast. all the carbon taxes that um, Trudeau's cramming down on his citizens and like running people out of business and making life barely livable there mm-hmm. means nothing if China is doing this. They are doing nothing. Yeah, yeah they don't worry about it. Well, I'm pr- pretty sure they've even said like even if. Um, the U.S. and like Canada and England went like zero carbon. It, it that you know that would take at best ten years if we could figure it out. If we all really put everything into it, and by then China would be producing five times as much carbon emissions, and we'd be in a worse spot. So and they have the um, pretty much a, a stranglehold on the commodity of rare earth minerals. So all the batteries. The solar panels, 
are all going to be made there. Or at least the raw materials yep. will be made there. So not mm -hmm. only are they producing more carbon and more plants to burn that, they are producing all the rare earth minerals for us to buy now that we're carbonless. Yep. Well, well, yeah, I mean, we're a big part of the reason that they're burning so much stuff, because we keep buying it off them. <laughs> For a good price, though. <laughs> Got a good For deal. For a good price. Cheap. It's cheap. Cheap TVs. Cheap mind. It's a cheap TV. That's what you want. You want cheap TVs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like we also said before, like the the transition of thoughts. Like, we went from COVID, forgot about that, went over to Ukraine, jumped on that bandwagon forgot about that now we've got the israel thing how long until we forget about this and these other wars are still going on it's i don't know free the free palestine protest that was in new york when they attacked the ufc bus oh what a, what a what a story yeah well number one that's the wrong bus to attack robbie lawler Robbie Lawler. What was great about that story when Joe was telling it is like Robbie Lawler was saying to everyone on the bus, hey, stay calm. We're going to need our energy if we need a fight. <laughs> Imagine Robbie Lawler saying that to you. I'm pretty sure he could have got off that bus and just wrecked about 50 dudes. So, soy he'd boys? He'd be tough to kill. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'd be tough to kill. His brain doesn't even work on injury anymore. He's had too many bunks to the head. He doesn't. He, he's not going to get taken down by some... Sign. No. No. A, a one... Someone waving a flag, <laughs> screaming. I don't know how many um, Antifa it would take to take Robbie Lola out, but they'd have to work together. Let's get some scientists on that one. Mm. Well, you just yeah. bust into that bus, and all those guys are just sitting down looking at you. You'd get right back off that bus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, sorry about this. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> sorry, sirs. <clears throat> yeah, but even these types of protests are so strange, you know. Obviously, you you know you don't want to hear about all the innocent civilians being destroyed and killed in Gaza. Like that's very sad. Anytime, uh, anywhere, anytime, anywhere, innocent civilians are killed is is heartbreaking. It's not okay because these are just people. Um, it's not okay. But let's end this with uh, Trump of the UFC. Place went nuts. They loved it. What about all Bill Burr's wife? Did you hear about that? What, was she at the UFC? Yeah, she was. Trump Trump went to the UFC. I think he was with Tucker Carlson and Kid Rock. Kid Rock, and he walked out to Kid Rock's song. Come on, that's so ridiculous. Come on, <laughs> come on. Well, well Bill Burr well, was but, there but, with his wife. Uh, yeah, Bill was there, and she uh -huh. she gave him the finger. That's all. Bless. She's a Black Lives Matter activist type. And he's oh, okay. he's playing Bill's between a rock and a hard place, of course. Yeah, that's a tough spot. A tough spot. Yeah, you got to love your wife but, and support her, but also Black Lives Matter scam. The big yeah scam. The big difference though that Joe noticed is like when he came before and was president, there was there was still mostly pro Trump because you know it's a big fight crowd, like you would imagine. But there was still enough booing to register. He said this time around it was just all chance and pro him. 
you know, some of that comes down to the fact that, yeah, he's not the president now. And, you know, when someone else is the president, it's almost like the focus is on them for blame. Right. You know, if things aren't going well. So it's you, you do get a bit of a positive push in your direction. But people are pretty fed up right now. They're fed up. And, you know, a current president isn't making much sense. So it's like, well, if these are the choices, then... I don't know. He seems to be picking up some momentum. Unless they can get him in jail. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to stop him. It's bleak for the U.S. It's looking bleak. It's hard. How do we choose? For what reasons? It's, it's hard Hard to know. It really is. It really is. But, hey, we got Mike Baker. We got him to come on and keep us up to date with... You know, mostly all the depressing shit happening in the world. And he, ha- he I would like a, a silver lining, but he didn't have one. He was a lot of, uh, well, huh? <laughs> yeah. I would recommend his podcast on Spotify. The President's Daily Brief, I believe. The PDP. The PD- have you heard it? Yeah, I, I went ahead and just got it. What, let me, oh, nice. Let me just double check what the name is, because it is... You need unbiased information these days, and sources that might have that, we need to hold on to. Yeah. You said that, um, uh, what did he say about it? He's doing it twice a day now, I think. And that's a good way. So what does he do? He analyzes, like, just what's going on with the president on that particular day and kind of keeps you up to date with it? Is it mostly White House-focused? Yes, it is. It's a foreign affairs, the the okay. life of um, life abroad, what's happening, and of course it's hmm. yeah. Let's get the name of that though. All right, let's find that real quick. I mean that that's a great way of doing the news because the president's you know, daily brief. Direct. So he calls it the PDB, President's Daily okay. Brief. The PDB. There we go. Recommended. Check it out. Mike Baker, legend. And he has a hopeful message today. He has he has a great message today on this Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Go- Ooh, I'll check it out. God bless America. All right. And yeah, and on that note, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. As always, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Pete, for being here. Oh, thanks for having and me back. And we will we will catch up with you all next week. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.